from Pip Mason, we've got the shoe magician. <laughs> <laughs> the shoe magician. Yes. <laughs> Amy Schumer, magician. Um, <laughs> okay, so we're already casting this. Um, is is playing a. I don't know. Is is this going to be a kind of a story where someone um, like can't quite get it right with pulling a rabbit out of a hat, but but yeah. there are other items of the but wardrobe. They, but they know it's that they keep pulling a shoe out. Every time they try and pull a rabbit out, they pull a shoe out. And then they just have to figure out a way to pivot to that. But the audience just, even though it's genuine magic, the audience recognises the rabbit out of the hat so strongly that they will not accept a shoe out of the hat, even though it is magic. They don't know how they're doing it. They can pull shoes out of anything they want. And then one day, someone like goes, hang about. Where am I? They're, they're walking. They're, they, they're kind of walking out onto the street and they realise their socks are wet. And they're like... Well, <laughs> well I like the idea of Amy Schumer doing the... Uh, Soaring a person in half trick, and when she opens up the box, there's just two <laughs> shoes there. And this just... person's body has been replaced <laughs> by shoes. It's not just two shoes, it's <laughs> as many shoes as can fit in that box. <laughs> she's like, Where the fuck are these shoes coming from? So she's got this, she's got this dream of being a stage magician, but every time it goes wrong, but the, the going wrong is just shoes. <laughs> <laughs> well, she does the uh, she does the shooting you know the one where it, with the gun that where you shoot someone in the head he's <laughs> just like instead of a bullet a shoe just bursts out of his gun smacks, smacks him in the head it's just like out of the barrel yeah. You just it's not even like cartoony it's out of the barrel just this liquid black goo sort of oozes out and as it sort of like gets to a kind of droplet formation you can just see a soul and just start to form and just this whole shoe just <laughs> it's all in slow-mo as this shoe smacks her across the face <laughs> and then the the problem comes of course when she tries to do the she like realizes what, like <clears throat> she's from a long line of magicians right a family of, of yeah. vaunted magicians who who've all all been the best at their craft of their generation and she's asking her family <laughs> like what's going on and they they like oh no, we don't talk about sh- shoes. It's cursed. Um, uh, we, like we don't we don't talk about shoes. There's a reason we all go on uh, onto stage barefoot. Um, <laughs> and uh, and the the problem comes when she tries to flaunt the, or not flaunt this. She tries to um, kind of like uh, get out of it. On it. She oh, tries no. to get out of it by um, herself being. She's like every all of my assistants are now shoes or gone missing. Right, um, or have been hit in the face with shoes and left. I'm the only person who is going to be the subject of my spe- of my my magic now, right? So, because because all of the, the previous generations in the family were even better magicians than anyone thinks, because they were constantly having to do incredible sleight of hand tricks to hide the shoes that were coming out. <laughs> Like, they were, uh, the so fact that they Amy, genuinely is, could magic sh- this is usually where the shoe oh, appears sorry. <laughs> you can you can hide it by, the two, by palming the shoe <laughs> yeah, yeah palm because, the coin with one hand and the because, shoe with the other 
Despite the fact that they were genuine magic magic people, they were still just trying to do stage magic. <laughs> that was all they wanted to do, which isn't magic. They just want that's what they wanted their job yeah. to be, and they had to hide the fact that they were magic. I mean, magic I imagine everywhere. I imagine that um, this is um, one of those things where it's like there is the eighth the eighth child of the eighth child will be cursed uh, from an, an yeah. ancestor. You know, the first he's he's yeah. he was doing this sort of like. Um, early early circus stuff right like you know they were doing that kind of scam being a scam artist out on the road uh, and uh, yeah. they were they were cursed by someone for taking all their money um and uh, like they they it, it's all been passed down but amy schumer tries to hide it because she doesn't want to be the one right yeah. she doesn't want to be the one who's failing at, at uh at magic and the and the mystical person that they that they ripped off and who put a curse on them that person's curse generations ago was like you're gonna have yeah. loads of shoes <laughs> because of course they stole they stole the shoes they conned the shoes off their feet right they they, oh, they right, were yeah, like yeah, yeah. okay yeah, oh, well, yeah. let, I'll give you a chance to win it all back I'll give you a chance to win it all back just those shoes you got a nice pair of shiny pair of shoes isn't this part of the book holes is like, it is, is there it? a genuine thing with like shoes in in the book holes um, ca- or the film with really uh, oh no, yeah. no he, he's constantly trying to make a uh, a uh, like an air freshener for shoes or something yeah yeah and then and then also like um, his friend gets arrested for stealing shoes yeah um, yeah oh man yeah, <laughs> I just realised there, there was a whole sort of like weird <laughs> curse thing with shoes in. I don't, I don't, well. I don't think the curse a... was spe- it was shoe specific, um, <laughs> but I think the curse worked through shoes in this case. Yeah, but was there not also a shoe based curse in Jumanji? <laughs> no, no, but there no, were there no, were there? shoes in Jumanji that shoes were made <laughs> from in Jumanji. Whole... Yeah, wasn't it a whole plot where like his dad originally invented the trainer or something, but so then his, somebody nicked it? So the, the, the cop from Jumanji, he ended up cursed and trapped in the game. The cop from Jumanji, when he's young, is working in his dad in in um, uh, the dad's factory, right? And he invents right. the new like it's this is gonna be Nike trainers, all right? This is gonna be yeah, Nike trainers. Yeah. Um, like, look, I've invented this is the best thing in the entire world, and then. Uh, he accidentally the kid's like oh whoa this is really amazing and then gets distracted and leaves the um because uh, the bully's outside and he leaves the um shoe on a shredder uh conveyor or whatever and it just um it, it just shreds the whole shoe so that's why the cop is a cop and not really rich and also yeah because because there's no way he could just make another one like once he's made a trainer and it gets shredded that's the end of that whole well, line but of he was life. the prototype dave that um his dad gave him a chance to make uh but he didn't have it you oh. know uh, and that's uh oh. and also that's the reason the factory shuts down in the future that whole town is going to crap because of that one that one bust up he had with his dad and and that leads to jumanji there is a lot of shoe curses in, in <laughs> oh, yeah. pop culture. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Wizard of Oz. Yeah. That's a shoe curse. Uh, the red shoes. Uh, ballet dancer yep. to never stop dancing. Like, uh, the shoes are blood red and stuff. <laughs> Cinderella. Yeah. Uh, what's the one about the cobbler? Um, the elves and the cobbler. And the, and the, and the mag- magi- magical tongues. 
Yeah, I don't know what that that whole pop culture trend is there with cursed shoes. Anyway, we seem to have stumbled across this this one this one con artist uh, in in Amy Schumer's his uh, kind of family history stole those shoes yep. from from someone who was just trying to trying to who was on on hard times. Have shoes on. The shoes were the only thing they had left, and they they stole those too, um, and. Uh, and then, uh, like, yeah. So Amy Schumer doesn't want anyone to know that she doesn't want her family, this prestigious line of magicians, to know that that she's she's not good at magic. She just she doesn't know about the curse. She mm. just thinks it's she's bad at it. Yeah. So then she like she's like, okay, I'm gonna do the teleporting the teleporting person trick, right? I am gonna teleport myself from one side of this stage to the other. It's the only way. This is the I've got to find out what happened to my assistants <laughs> when they were replaced by shoes. And of course, like she gets in one in in the one booth, and then like uh, someone comes up to the uh, like someone comes up to the the stage like half an hour later because nothing's happened. Opens the door and then of this cabinet, and then just like like loads and loads of shoes <laughs> fall out of both doors to these cabinets, and nobody knows where Amy Schumer's gone. It's Jumanji. She's gone to Jumanji. <laughs> <laughs> but all yeah. shoesy, a shoesy Jumanji. She's gone, she's gone to a shoe realm. At one point, I want there to be a montage in this film where, like, after she it, at this point, right. The film pretends it doesn't cut straight to Shoesy Jumanji. It pretends that yeah. she's dead, and you get this sad montage of like the result that she had on the world. So like the, it pans past. So like at one point she tried to do the David Copperfield like uh, make the Statue of Liberty disappear trick, and now but so it pans past and the Statue of Liberty is just a pile <laughs> of shoes in the shape of the Statue of Liberty, and like you know it it goes past the Great Wall of China and it's just a load of shoes now because <laughs> she tried to walk through it, and then cut um, back and the world just goes into a shoe, <laughs> one, one shoe, shoe. <laughs> and now she's in yeah and and at that point she's in Shoesy Jumanji and I don't I don't yeah. I don't have an idea for Shoesy Jumanji yeah. Oh yeah, wait, Shumanji. Tom's <laughs> absolutely right. Yeah, why are we saying Shoesy Shumanji when we could be saying Shumanji? I, I just like I kind of and... like the word Shoesy. Um... <laughs> <laughs> this is very much a shoes your own adventure sort of a story. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I don't so know what's the, in... the moral of the story. I imagine is shoes you lose. <laughs> <laughs> Things like shoes, Shumanji would be like. It, I, I wanted to have a lot of themes that are like resonant of when you're a kid being taken to Clark's to get yes. a new pair of shoes. So like, at some point, there's something where she puts her foot in something oh, yeah. and it like the sides close in to yeah. measure her foot. So like, she she's. Mm. Oh, I, can you can you even just for a moment, both of you and the listener who's ever been in that machine, just pause for a moment and enjoy the memory of the sides of that machine yeah, just yeah. pressing on your feet the, the, oh, nice the little feeling isn't it the blocks sort of being pushed they were metal in the oh. one we had in town yeah it was like a machine and it would Ooh, just wow boo, we, had, boo, we had like something ooh. you could put your foot in and then the, the person would just go and then oh that's the size of your shoes now 
that's certainly more practical. Uh, yeah, don't know why we didn't have that, but we had a lovely machine, and it would push on you just like if you if you imagine if you imagine putting your foot in in between the doors of like an automatic yeah. doors, and it just closes a bit, and then it's a lovely little feeling. You just got pressed on. Oh, yeah. I, I, I like the idea that it's like a the booking for an MRI machine, <laughs> getting your shoes. <laughs> Are you wearing any metal? Getting Are you wearing any metal? Do you have metal toes? <laughs> Um, so I think I think yeah actually I've got very vivid memories of being fitted for shoes so why don't we have like that be yeah. her first thing going into shoes Jumanji or sorry Shumanji yeah that's the first thing that ha- yeah because you've got to have the right shoes yeah. for the adventure and the adventure is being sent back to experience the time when magicians caused so much harm by conning people right <laughs> um, so like she's going back right. to the wild west so she's being fitted for cowboy boots. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, she's. She... And there's the bit where they say, like, right, go and walk a lap around the shoe shop. And because she's got cowboy boots on, it becomes a swagger <laughs> yeah. automatically. And then she's Jingles. jingle jangling, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then by the time she gets back round to where the fitting started, um, the, the person who's who's in who's doing the, the like little little machine and measuring her up and stuff is. Uh, uh, who, who's who's sufficiently mysterious and uh, and and sort of, but but also like homely, you know, like a child, like a childhood entertain. Dave Benson Phillips is. Um, <laughs> he's not he's very, very mysterious. mysterious. Mm, uh, I I was looking forward to finding out who you were going to suggest because that would mean that by extension everyone else was insufficiently <laughs> mysterious, but. Now that we've settled on Dave Benson Phillips, I don't know. I don't think of him as a man of mystery or subtlety. <laughs> no, no, he's, he's definitely not. Um, but he's like, what have you got in that mysterious bucket, Dave? man, Timmy Mallet? Uh, guess, have a wild guess at what I've got in this bucket. <laughs> Is it Gunge? <laughs> yeah, it's Gunge. Anyway, he measures her up for, for cowboy boots, vaguely threateningly, and then um, like, uh, kind of like. You know the, the 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 railway station scene in the, the last Harry Potter, kind of kind of feels like that. It's like that kind of like oh, this is supposed to be like soft focused, but I just feel weird. Um, but that, that's that's how this this shoe shop feels. And then she goes back in time to to Wild West, fixes the problems by convincing her uh, her her ancestor to go straight and 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 do. Uh, do tricks to to entertain people rather than steal their money and then um and then she gets transported back back where the world is only slightly more shoe-esque than it was (laughs) well the ancestor will instead of tricking people and while frantically hiding the shoes that materialize (laughs) because i mean what an interesting point okay no i'll get onto that in a minute there's an interesting point in a minute but now the ancestor is goes to poor towns and magic shoes for everyone and that's and so they're like a hero and it's so like so they've still got this kind of family lineage of being of magicians yeah. but it's better <laughs> yeah now what the what the other point is that i was that i just hit upon is that in the wild west time they would still be magicking shoes that hadn't been invented yet because these are like yeah. magic shoes yeah. right so trainers and stuff stuff sure. that hadn't been invented yet is getting magicked up so what are we magicking up in the present day that hasn't been invented yet? Oh like hover yeah. shoes? Hover shoes, uh, hollow shoes, as in H-O-L-O, not, yeah. not ones that you can put your yeah, foot yeah, in. Yeah. Because no. that's all shoes. No, holographic shoes. Yeah, that's just... Yeah. Heelys. <laughs> that's shoes. Heelys. 
No, we've got Heelys oh, now. Oh, yeah, we are um, living in the future. Down. Uh, those trainers with lights, you know, that they're... Uh, no. <laughs> flash up every time you walk. I mean, we are... We... Why Heelys? Why aren't Heelys just all shoes? What is the... I can't think of a single downside to having a little Heely wheel <laughs> in a shoe. I think they're heavier. Why haven't we all got them? than normal shoes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, no. Oh, I really can't. Like, you can like, slip up as well. Well, this is the thing. Not being a small girl, I don't know how that works, but I've seen small girls wheelie along and then just start walking normally. So there must be something you can do to differentiate between the heely function and the shoe function of heelys. And I don't know what it is, but I want it in my shoes. Why shouldn't why shouldn't grown men be like skating along? Okay. What's the downside to that? I'm going to Google again, you're making me Google in this show and I'm just going to Google heelys for grown men. Yeah. Healy's for Healy's for, I am also. Healy's for adults is the first uh, suggestion. Um, Healy's for men. There we go. Men's shoes. Yep. Healy's.eu.com, uh, and uh, they'll they'll take you take you right there. There's some there's some trainers here that uh, clearly have heels and uh, have wheels in the uh, in the heels. Um, oh they go, well. They stretch from about you know 40, 40 quid to seventy quid. I might, uh, I might consider it. <laughs> I think I. Do, do you know what? That is something to look forward to in these in in the kind of the festive sit down period. I'm right? my Healy after shoes. the quarantine, after the quarantine, if we all buy Heelys <laughs> during the quarantine and just some of us go out afterwards, enough of us that people are like that that everyone sees someone, some grown man going yeah. about on Heelys, they're going to be like, well, that's not. Am I remembering correctly? Because I. The, I'm sure I remember that men didn't. Oh, it's been a while. I must just be forgetting that that is actually <laughs> something men do. Now is the time. Do. There's an opportunity here. Yeah, <laughs> we can gaslight the nation in any way we want at the end of this. So why not this? Be walking out bleary-eyed into this new world. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, I, I, I guess Healy's are a thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe at some point over the last several months, fashion changed, and now Healy's for yeah. men are a thing. I'm only saying men because that's the further you know women too and non-binary everybody but that with a f- we are I'm sure you'll agree the furthest thing from a small yes. girl <laughs> is a yep. grown man yep. and so you know like I'm talking about me basically <laughs> me going round on Heelys you, you, I, at the moment I, I would be looked at sconce and I want to create a situation the expectation where of your gender is to not wear Heelys is to not have anything yeah. to us in fact it's the it's the last one. It's the one that we haven't like, you know, like started to conquer yet. Obviously, there's plenty we haven't finished conquering. How about we stop talking about this? <laughs> well, I quite like the idea because we live on quite a steep hill. Just me freaking the neighbours out during quarantine, uh, just <laughs> buying heelys and just going, morning, like just yeah. floating by yeah. the window, like like yes. the Jetsons. Just no. Yeah. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> <laughs> Tom and I watched uh, Aladdin, the 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 remake, oh. Tom, for the first time. We watched this yesterday. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of it, Tom? Um, it's all right, wasn't it? It was. It was Aladdin. It was definite. It was definitely Aladdin. Yes, because they kept referring to him as Aladdin. And the story <laughs> was more or less the same as Aladdin. Yep. Um. Yeah. So mixed there, there response was a few, there. 
mixed yeah, to gloomy. Yeah, there was a few scenes one. which I was like, that's that's better than the movie. The jam scene. <laughs> the jam <laughs> is better than the movie. It's a good bit. Uh, it was better than the movie. It was better than the yeah. animated movie, uh, shall I say. Um, and... Uh, do you think I th- think that was the only thing that I think surpassed the movie the the famous jam scene? Yes. <laughs> Who could forget the jam scene <laughs> no, from Aladdin? <laughs> we we really uh, enjoyed we really enjoyed that one, but we wouldn't go so far as to say that it surpasses the real film. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> the real does, Aladdin. <laughs> but it does surpass the the jam scene in the real film. It does, yeah. and and it yeah. absolutely surpasses all of their other attempts at remaking films. I give a shit about. So like, yes, mm. it like their their Lion King, their Beauty and the Beast in particular. I I kind of want to watch uh, the Lion King because yeah. the the animals in uh, in Aladdin were one of the worst parts of Aladdin. <laughs> I recommend you. Uh, I recommend you do watch it because just out of interest. Because I thought it was a success in as much as it could be. <laughs> to do what they thought they were doing which is to go like you know the lion king what if we what if we made it look like that's real what if we somehow made it convincingly possible yeah. that if we took if we were really good at nature photography and we were able to cut it together what if we could create the lion king out of that in that regard i think they're a success the surprise <laughs> the surprise failure of the of their live action lion king is just in the basic filmmaking department like the the actual script and performances and all that stuff is bollocks like and, and that's a real surprise because they've already done it successfully twice yeah and they they just yeah. they just needed to just do that again and no they didn't and uh, it's very interesting to see how they managed to make something so beloved f- really boring yeah, I, I just love how people called it the live action Lion King. Yeah, it's like no, 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 no. no. It might be live action with Aladdin and uh, yeah, that is the Beast largely and live action and stuff. Yeah, the Lion King is still very much an animated film. Yes, they have not gone out and and talent scouted lions for. <laughs> uh, for for the role of uh, Mufasa and Simba, no, these are <laughs> these are animated lions still. Yep. I just I just they like, may I... not look like Disney lions. But... Yeah, they're they're Disney animation, but without the Disney magic. That's what it is. <laughs> yes. I want to be in that meeting. I want to be in that boardroom where people are like, so you know, we've been reasonably successful with the with the uh, live action remake so far. Yeah, they're really um... bollocks, but we've got money, so that's that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're. They are bringing the films to a new audience, uh, certainly. Um, so, what should we do next? And someone's like, Lion King. Obviously Lion King, right? Obviously Lion King. Like, obviously. Um, what, do you, what, do you, what do you mean, obviously Lion King? Well, I mean, right, I get it. I get that they're supposed to be lions, but I just don't believe it. Like, that Serengeti does not look like the Serengeti, right? <laughs> it looks like a drawing. Yeah. <laughs> if only we had a film about the Lion King that was completely hand drawn. It looks uh, like with some it looks of like, of CG. It looks like someone's coloured in these line drawings of lions. <laughs> like it, do, I can't, I don't buy it. I don't buy that there is a an, an, <clears throat> a, like a an, an avaricious um, like uh, bad guy. Uh, a kind of uncle lion who wants to take over the the kingdom of lions. 
It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense to me. The thing because is, because they're all coloured in. And the thing is, I yeah, and I, and then one of the changes they made is that Scar is no longer coloured in the way that he is in the original <laughs> film. But um, that yeah, one of the things about it is that you can't. Yeah, I can't help but that that there was a meeting where someone said, well. The thing about The Lion King is that it's famously a flawless film that everyone loves. So let's <laughs> let's do it differently than the than the perfect film that everyone loves the best. Well, same with Aladdin, really. Yeah. Well, I I agree with I agree with that, but I can see why yeah. a Disney executive might think there's room for improvement. But with The Lion King, I don't understand how anyone who works at Disney would ever think there was anything wrong with The Lion King to to change. And what's really interesting is that its critics do know what's wrong with it what's wrong with it is that if you follow the structure of it the the sort of the first act goes on for like two-thirds of the film and then he finally leaves he meets timon and pumba act two act two lasts for one song act three that's it oh and act three is they just they literally just go home stand on the rock the end so great perfect chance to fix that they fixed it a bit for the stage version they added some stuff they put some business in there they fluffed the story up a little bit nope in the film they do it exactly the same and they don't change it at all and they just make it worse just like it 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 led me it led me to a sort of conversation i had in my head of like what would work better yeah like you take the animated films and what would work better as a live action one yeah and i was like emperor's new groove would not nope um, imagine a, a real live llama <laughs> with the voice of uh, David Spade. It would be fucking weird. Um, yeah, but it wouldn't be David Spade this time. It would be what's oh, the no. guy's name who does the voice of Sonic? It'd be him. Oh, oh uh, guy from Parks and Rec. Yeah, I uh, can't remember his name. Uh, right? John Ralphio from Parks yeah, and Rec. That's who they'd get, right? To do the new. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I was just like. Treasure Planet and Atlantis would be great live Oh, I'd movies. love to see them. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, because they they weirdly don't work as mm. animated films. Yeah, I'm <laughs> fond of them both, but they they are. Yeah. I have no I have no way of debunking people's criticisms of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I I hated them as a child. I, I watched them a few like years ago on, on Netflix when they brought on there I was like you know what these are actually alright well this is the thing yeah this is the advantage that I have is that I was already just not a child when they came out I think I was like uh, 19 20 21 sort of age so so I was like yes now that Disney has moved on and it's making films for me now it's making these grown up yeah. films and then uh, no that wasn't quite right either <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, there's something quite off about those two films specifically yeah. that I think a live action remake would probably improve them yeah. because the trouble like, is how do you do live action like a live action Atlantis would look even more like Stargate than the cartoon already <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I don't know I think I think you sort of make it a lot more like uh, the live action uh, 2000 Leagues Under the Sea 20,000 yeah. Leagues Under the Sea that kind of yeah. vibe I think I'd um, want it to look like Avatar yeah, mm. I think I'd want like you know all all the stuff in Atlantis that's like you know ah oh, I'm in this big under like under like this big cavern and stuff right yeah um, I kind of want that bioluminescence uh, Avatar vibe yeah well yeah like you, you would you keep the sort of steampunk elements to it or would you make it like Avatar like this uh, corporate uh, this cyberpunk corporate future 
that's mm. going on. I mean, the thing is, steampunk in in movies is just has a hilariously terrible track record, right? Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. I can't think of a steampunk movie that people actually rate. Well, there's the answer then. It needs to be steampunk. This needs to be the one. They need to sure. the. Uh... Get it right. The, the first ten minutes of Mortal Engines was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> the the next hour and fifty minutes of that film was oh, atrocious. That's such a shame. I haven't steampunk. I, I haven't watched that one yeah. because, like, I know it should be really good, and I've heard it isn't. So I'm just keeping it in my head what that film would be like. <clears throat> like, I listened to the audiobook the year before the film came oh. out, and I was like, "This, I'm surprised this hasn't been made." Into I know. A, a I film. I read it when it the, like when it was a new book. I read it, and it was like, "Yeah, this is cool." Yeah, it's incredible, and like Terry Gilliam mm. could have jumped on it years mm-hmm. ago, and it would have been a fantastic movie. God, that's just the but, sort of thing he should make. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't get along with him a lot of the time, but that is the sort of thing he'd be good at doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and like in in the Peter Jackson version, you can see a lot of Gillingham references. Yeah. In there, um, but yeah, it it just felt so flat. Mm. <laughs> like it was Shame. so like like the first ten minutes of it, where it's Mad Max, but it's a sick. Yeah. Is incredible to watch. Yeah. And it's like, what? This is great. And <laughs> because obviously, it would you would struggle to do that with like practical effects. And wherever they've they've done practical <clears throat> effects, it works. Yeah. It looks really, really good. But it's just stunning to watch. And then the story, once you've got over that sort of like this is incredible to look at, the story does not keep you engaged. Right, right. Which Ooh. which the books it does. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like most sounds like most Peter Jackson films I know. Oh yeah, fair enough. Uh, well, that's that's your opinion on Lord of the Rings, really, isn't it? Yes, Matt? it is. It's, is it's it my really? opinion on literally every Peter Jackson film I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, see, with Lord of the Rings, I think, yeah, I think it does have that thing where the opening scene is the best bit, but the opening scene mm. goes on for so long because the films are so long that it's like enough. To, <laughs> it's enough to fool me into staying for the ending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as long as I can still, as long as I'm kind of still humming. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, exactly. That's still in my head. I can keep going. I do. <laughs> Even and Howard Shaw does what John Williams does for Star Wars in those yeah. films. It very much sort of brings it all together. Yeah. I do. <laughs> I, I do remember when they when they came out and just like the first one honestly blew me away because my mum tried to read me Lord of the Rings when I was little and like mm. we got to the end of Two Towers and it was the only time I ever said to her like stop this book like <laughs> like <laughs> let's have something else because it was just so long and tedious mm. but like when I was watching the film I'm like oh wait oh I love this wait a minute and then but yeah looking back I, w- I was never not bored by Two Towers mm. the, the second the second half of the Two Towers books is probably the most depressing mm. boring descriptions of locations ever it, yeah. it does not go to a good place no uh, and that's that's the thing it's it's mainly Tolkien describing Marsh's trenches essentially yeah. and it's it's like oh well here we are <laughs> alright yeah. then yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah and a big spider <laughs> and then a big spider is that big spider. is that that Tolkien's experience of the war yes yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he just went through the trenches until we ran into the big spider and then it was all over wait. really <laughs> wait wait wait, wait. J- JRR go back go back <laughs> what the trenches no a little bit forward 
the big spider. Yeah, yeah. What big spider? Well, you oh, yeah, see, there was a we big spider in the trenches. Well, I'll tell you about the big spider. Well, you see, we travelled for twelve furlongs down a bluff which ran southwest <laughs> through the copse of this particular kind of tree, and then he just runs away when everyone's asleep. <laughs> everyone's snoozing. Yeah. Like, like smash cut to everyone snoozing on the ground. <laughs> Jir is nowhere to be seen. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, smash cut. <laughs> well, a well, a little cloud of smoke is from where he just sprinted off. Yeah. <laughs> Dust particles. <laughs> it's just, a, it's just a trail of smoke rings that he's puffed out as he ran. <laughs> I meant because of his, because that's what he has everyone do with their pipe weed, but also it kind of resembles like Ivor the engine, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> He's just running along going Little smoke balls are coming out of him Exclusive J.R.R. Tolkien <laughs> Produces smoke like Ivor the Engine <laughs> He probably did, didn't he? Yeah Let's be real about this yeah. that's, the, that's the thing Like Steampunk I don't think has ever worked in films I, I don't know um, Starlight <clears throat> was okay, right? Starlight. Um, is that was that right? Starlight. Oh, oh, I know the one you mean. Stardust. Uh, Stardust. Stardust was okay. You're thinking of um, the, the you're thinking of the future Starlight Express movie, which would do is some this... real good steampunk. Oh, oh, oh yes. <laughs> Oh boy, but also electropunk. Yeah. And also diesel, diesel punk. punk. <laughs> All of which are real genres. Are they? <laughs> yeah. Oh, brilliant. I mean, listen, Dave, <coughs> you you already know about fungus punk. That's a real thing. Yeah. Um yeah. uh there's frost punk. Um, as well uh there's yeah, there's all sorts of punks <laughs> out is, there. Uh, is diesel punk like the Mad, subgenre of Mad Max. Mad Max is diesel punk, yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, so. yeah. Just just everyone's obsessed with cars. Yes. Is that pretty, <laughs> pretty much. Hello, just want to say thank you for listening to the Life's of Pitch deleted scenes. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, maybe consider sharing it with your friends on social media, by word of mouth, anywhere really. Maybe put it onto a, a thumb drive and just throw it at someone. And maybe even reviewing it on wherever you got it. If you find it somewhere on iTunes or Acast or wherever, maybe review it there. Five stars, thumbs up, give everyone the heads up. Like I said before, thank you. Cheers. Right. Bye. Bye.